welcome in for another episode uh tonight we're gonna we're not gonna talk too much regarding xfl maybe a couple little things here and there but really i want to cover a couple special guys that 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 gave me the chance to interview them and just get to know them a little better uh enrique oscar both great athletes look forward to getting to oscar's interview at the end Um, enrique is going to join us in just a second for the live before we go forward with him i just had one xfl piece i really wanted to cover and that was the news about the draft possibly on october 4th now this came from a documentary that xfl released called ixfl three days at the xfl combine if you watch there's a portion where uh they're talking a few of the player personnel are talking and and it kind of slips out that hey after the draft on october 4th yada yada so what i'm going to do today is i've actually got the, the video pulled up i'm going to play it up to that point let everybody at home see it see what you think about it i mean it could have just been something that has been changed or or moved who knows but regarding re- regardless it's pretty cool that we as fans could catch that in there uh, I did not find this. I found this on Twitter. I'm not going to take credit for finding this first. Uh, by the time I got to watch this, I think it was the night of it came out, and multiple people had been reporting on this. So whoever did find this first, props to you, whoever you are. But, I mean, I'm sure I would have noticed it watching. It, it's just the way it is. So without further ado, here's the clip from the XFL. Uh, get it pulled up. Da, da, da. One of the things that we instituted with the combine is the interpersonal interaction, the interviews between coaching staff and the prospective players. And that goes a long way because they want to make sure they get to know that person. You can scout a guy and see what he puts out there on tape, but what's his makeup? What is he going to bring to the locker room, to our team? We're in a good spot. And the other part that is even better is with the success of the first Jefferson League. Now the guys that were questioning it before, they know they're going to jump in, right? Like we're not going to have, I think when we get to that, that October 4th draft, if we get to the South Mill draft, you're going to have some guys that have NFL experience or have football experience. They're going to be chomping at the bit to get into this, to keep extending their careers and to say, Hey man, you know, I could go play. In- All right. So that's the clip right there. As you see, I think the timestamp on it was like 11 minutes, 55 seconds. That's when you'll actually hear Mark Lillybridge talk about this draft and how players have the opportunity of taking advantage. Check out this documentary if you haven't seen it yet. Regardless of this little piece of info, this whole thing's super good and really good to get some inside information regarding the XFL. So check that out. Now I will say I like to not uh, cover too many things unless they're official. You know, once they're official and, and they're something that we can really look at and put our eyes on, that, that's what I'm looking for. So when the XFL finally releases a statement, we'll really cover that. And I just wanted to share that with people at home so they didn't have to dig around for that video or dig around for that piece. So, again, if you want to watch it at home, it's like the timestamp's like 1150, 1155. And it's Mark Lillybridge. He's the director of player personnel for the Houston Roughnecks, and he's speaking about this draft. So check that out. Now, I'll have Maddie Fresh on on the 5th, so that'll be a good convo. Me and him will discuss more of these rumors regarding 
Houston moving and Vegas moving and all that. I really didn't want to cover all that again tonight. It's like beating a dead horse. There's stuff coming out online, but there's nothing official. So um, I have reached out to the league and asked for a statement up regarding Houston. Uh, they said they're not they're not doing any statements or any reports or any kind of interviews at this time for that. So we'll see what happens. But uh, very curious is how this all plays out. Regardless, glad we got this draft date. F is true, October 4th. This is going to cover all the showcase and combine uh, people that attended and that were successful. So that should be good. Um, we'll see what happens. So, yeah. Anywho, while I'm chilling, let's get Enrique on here. Enrique, let's get you on. What's up, man? How you doing today? Hey, man, I'm doing great. How about you? Very good. Where are you coming in today from? Uh, I'm from Aguascalientes, Mexico. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah. I'm a, I'm in the coast of Mississippi. How far do you think that is from here? If you could gauge it out. <laughs> Good ways, huh? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a long way. Yeah, Enrique, welcome to the show. It's good to have you. We've been Thank trading you. conversation for the week, I know, and really didn't plan to have you on until a few days ago, but it's cool. We'll take it. I love the live guest. I love being able to ask you questions, and your story is pretty interesting, being that you're a Mexican American football player. Uh, you've went around to different professional leagues and you've done many, many things regarding American football. So I definitely want to pick your brain a little. Now you'll hear me keep using the term American football. Uh, is that is that common in Mexico when you talk about football? Do people refer to it as American football and then football soccer as in football? Yeah, actually, gotcha. well, first of all, uh, thanks for the invitation. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah. Actually, we call it here American football. Like, if you talk about football, just football, it, it means the, the soccer sport here in Mexico. Understood. That's what I figured, and that's why I really yeah. trying to correct myself, especially when we're talking about specifically Mexico. Uh, soccer is hitting in the U.S. now, though. There is some pretty popular soccer teams that are popping up, but you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> You've yeah, been now, around. Now they have Messi around. Now they have a lot of uh, a lot of fans watching the MLS. Yes, sir. Agreed. It, it's growing, and I think it'll get bigger, especially as these cities yeah. invest themselves. But anywho, De definitely. Let's talk more about you, man. You've had an extensive career, really, and you're, you're like I said, your story's pretty interesting. You're actually playing for a Mexican professional soccer team, American football team. I'm sorry, right now. <laughs> so it confuses yeah. me being American. But uh, tell me, man, just tell me more about your background, your upbringing. We'll get to your actual football stuff in a minute, but I mean, how did, how'd you grow up? Where'd you grow up and, and kind of what was your life like? Well, I was born in, here in Aguascalientes, Mexico. Um, I'm 29 years old. Uh, I, I've, I've been around sports since I was a little kid because my whole family played soccer. So that's like the main sport I, I started playing. Um, well, I'm married. And I have one kid. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to make the dream come true. I'm trying to, I'm trying my best, but at the same time, I'm working, because, well, in the end, not everything is is football. Well, American football. So, <laughs> so yeah. We can safely use the term football. Now, yeah, definitely. Right now, no I, can just, I can just say football. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to make sure it's specified, especially for people at the beginning, that they know what I'm talking about, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, so what, what do you do for work? Do you mind sharing that? Oh, uh, yeah. We have a – it's a billing company for uh, for TV companies. 
so we manage all the all the billing they use with their clients so like for example if you don't pay your cable or your wi-fi and the the, the company cuts it so our system makes all that process gotcha gotcha so you, yeah. you're pretty busy man it sounds like you're 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 actually working yeah definitely i i, I wake like i wake up at 4 4 20 a.m so i can go to so i can work out then practice and i start working at nine and i stay the whole day all the way like till eight nine so i start so i used to do like a little yoga and stretch so so i can finish the day yeah but you you definitely have to take care of yourself if you're working like you're saying and you're you're doing yeah. your football thing um in terms of y'all season you're you're in the off season right now correct yeah if it was it finished like kind of like the end of may something like that yeah gotcha gotcha so tell me how did you begin playing american football being that you're in mexico what how did that start what age well actually i, I started playing f football in in states uh i i went to high school in georgia in smyrna georgia back in 2011 was my first season um it was funny though because my uh football coach the assistant head coach was the soccer coach, the head coach gotcha. from soccer. So my kicking coach back then, uh, he was just kicking around, getting ready for a workout he had. And uh, and uh, I just started punting around. So I, so I just punted like a 60-yard horrible punt, no form, no technique. And they just were looking at me like, do you want to play football? And I was like, nah, I'm good. I, I like to watch it, but I'm good. I don't want to get hit. And they told me, like, you're just going to be the kicker. You're, done, you're not going to get hit. And plus, you get to use the jersey on Fridays. You get, like, the good meal after classes, the pancakes on Thursdays. So I'm like, oh, sounds cool. And, well, once I started playing, the first Friday night that I was at the stadium, I got, in, I, I, well, I got injured, like, two days before the game. So, um, I wasn't, I was on the sidelines that Friday and that's where I fell in love with the sport. Like the page, the passion that you feel in, in, on the, in the, on the field, the, the team, how they treat the team, like, like a family. And for, and for me, I never saw like a high school, like a lot of people watching a football game in high school. I mean, I thought like all the movie stuff was just like movie stuff <laughs> but it was actually real yeah it's real small towns communities they they really they go behind their high school football team or even their college or city yeah. football team you'll see whether it's arena college whatever if if, if that's all that community has they're probably going to support that, that that group right there yeah and then I, I learned more about um texas football and that's where i learned like Actually, high school football is a big deal in the state. So, so yeah, I mean, I love the sport, and I started playing back in 2011. Um, I how, played my whole high school. There. How old were you then, do you remember? And how old are you now, by the way? I was – I think I was 15. Okay. I'm 29 right now. Understood. Yeah, I was 15 when I started playing. Um, yeah, 16. I mean, 15 and – I, that was the, my first time I start. I started playing football. Gotcha, gotcha. So you pretty much fell in love right there during the actual game. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, 
like yeah. the whole environment since you're in class um uh, you start feeling all the energy oh yeah it's there and that's a being a fan it's very similar when you go to them games and then there's a lot of folks just like you said you get yeah. sucked into that it's a group atmosphere so that's awesome man what coming in did you like you just stayed kicking you didn't ever try to play any other positions i joke around about like playing something else but because i was playing soccer too i was i was team captain i was varsity team so the coach didn't want me to get hurt so he was like just stick to kicking um you're good at it so don't worry about nothing else you there don't you want to, we don't want you to get hurt for the soccer season because <laughs> back then my my main goal was to be a professional soccer player understood and that's pretty common coming from mexico right that, yeah I mean, that, a lot of a lot of individuals but y'all have the the city soccer teams correct the city talk yeah. clubs it's a little different so yeah it's it's way different yeah no doubt no doubt i I've knew a few people from that way and, and they've spoke about, and these, these weren't even related to athletes, but they've spoke about how football, American football was popular there, even compared to soccer, just depending on where you were or who you knew, but and it, it's more popular there than what I ever thought for sure. And that's, what's the best part about getting you on as well as Oscar. Cause you know, Oscar played some time in the, the fam league, which was FAM. Yeah. Um, that was another Mexican league that he played in. So Anyway, tell me, man, what's what's been the biggest challenge as a Mexican American football player? I mean, what, uh, what's been your biggest challenge? What give me in, anything? It could be football related, family, whatever. What just talk to me? Well, the biggest thing for me actually has been like not being from the states because it's way harder to like get seen by teams, uh, to communicate with coaches uh have like opportunities because in the end i mean what i what i've learned is that you have you have to give your best so i think it's easier for teams to look at players who play d1 or d2 than players who play in mexico or play somewhere else where they don't have like the spotlight so for me, that has been the, the biggest challenge because in terms of family, well, my wife, my, my kid, my, my, my whole family always supporting me on this dream. So I've been to, into camps, a lot, of, a lot of camps in the States. Uh, I've been, I mean, I've done anything I could so I, I could like reach my, my goal. But yeah, I, I will say like the biggest challenge would be like, having to prove that me as a Mexican player can succeed and go compete against, against players on there. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. And from talking to Oscar yesterday, his, his regard was that almost that American players there that get drafted from America kind of get more of the opportunities than people that are actually from there and playing. Is that, is that true? I mean, I will say that, for example, in the NFL, I mean, you, you see it in, in the kicker carousel they have in the NFL. How many drafted kickers every year, like, there are new kickers in the league? So I think you have to, like, really actually make, like, a big impact. Yep. And have, like, the notice from everyone or do something, like, will put the world notice. 
and it's easier to make it down there than somewhere else because like I met some kickers during camps that they actually asked me, do you actually they play football in Mexico? Do they have like a football leagues? And I was like, well, they they there's some people that I mean, football is is it's uh, getting bigger here in Mexico, but it's not like something that it's already established around the world. Understood. Do you I don't know, do you feel like it's going to keep growing there in Mexico? Actually, yes. Um, call the 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 biggest college here in Mexico. They have more than 70, 80 years playing football. Um. So there's a, and they're actually fans in Mexico. Like, well, you, you, you've seen the, the merchandising the NFL team has in Mexico is one of the biggest around the world. Gotcha. So in, in Mexico, every time the, the game is played here in the Stadio Azteca, in the Mexico, in the international games, it's so hard to get a, to get a ticket. Like, they are sell they are selling more than two minutes in less than two minutes i'm sorry understood understood so it's very popular i yeah. can see <clears throat> telling me tell me i mean what give me some more background on your playing experience where where have you played what have you done tell me just to start let's start now what what do you do right now what who are you who do you kick for who do you play for and and, and just work it back from there well i play right now for for Reyes de Jalisco. It's a team in Guadalajara. It's a pro team. It has two years of existence. Um, I started playing there after last 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 year. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I kicked for them this year. And, well, uh, that's like they, they told me that they support me at any, at any time, any cost for me to follow this dream to, to make it in the XFL. So yeah, gotcha. I, I'm kicking for them right now. Gotcha. So where were you at before that? I know you played. You had some Canadian experience as well, correct? Yeah, I started playing fo- uh, pro football in twenty in twenty nineteen. Actually, that picture that's from my first pro team. Uh, it's called Osos Toluca. Okay. Uh, I started playing for them uh, that year of my rookie season. I broke the longest punt uh record with 94 yards and the longest field goal with 59 and i was named old pro and old star on my um on my first season wow. and the mexican league uh reached an agreement with the cfl so they can be drafting players like global players so you have to like a uh, draft for the for the pro team in mexico and i was selected in the first round and then we have like a workout for the for the CFL teams the next day, and after that day, I got selected in the first round for the global draft with Montreal. So I played with Montreal in twenty in twenty nineteen. Then in twenty twenty, I start. I play actually. I, I was I was looking at the guy who you in, interview as well. Yeah, Oscar. Oscar Scott. He played with Pioneros de Querétaro. Yep. I played I played with them as well in 2020. I saw uh, that when I was researching you. And and, and another note is, I, I'm glad you said that because I would mess that all up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I seen that as well, and that's another thing I was going to ask you about. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. Uh, I, I played with the I played with them in 2020, and there's where I broke the 
the longest field goal again with a 60-yard field goal. Um, that year, it got canceled because of COVID. Gotcha. And then, well, Montreal, what they told me that they, they were uh, actually having me back, with, but all the stuff with COVID and all the restrictions that the whole world had, well, it was impossible for me to go back uh, at that time. So, well, the time moved on. I understand it's a business. So 2021, I started playing with Dinos de Santillo because Pioneros de Querétaro uh, were out of the, the LFA where I played. They moved to FAM. Uh, so I started playing with Dinos de Saltillo. I played there, and I was I was the top leading scorer as a kicker that year. I was named All Pro and All Star again. Oh, wow! That year, and then this year I started playing with Reyes de Jalisco. So you're you're running the game on on kicking down here. You're you're the man, is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I, I don't like to say that. I just let like my work speak on the field. I understand. I understand. Yeah, there's it's one thing being confident, it's another thing being cocky. So I get it, man. Definitely. <laughs> so yeah, so this is just this is from from Mexico right here, correct? This is yeah. your current last season. The the last field goal, the 57 yards, was my last uh my last last season. That was my second year in the pro league with Pioneros. That was the longest field goal. The next one was the 59 yard field goal, my my rookie year. And uh, and the last field goal was this year, and with that field goal, I, I was officially uh, hold the the three longest field goals during a regular season in the history of the league. That's awesome. I'm like, watch this one more time. That's awesome, man. How how yeah. close have people gotten to your record? I mean, what how how much did you beat it by when you did beat it? Uh, when the first time I beat it, I think it was fifty four. Okay. No, it was yeah, fifty-two or fifty-four. Gotcha, gotcha. So you, 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 you really beat it. It wasn't a one-yard difference. Yeah, I, I actually, I, that game, I talked to my head coach, and I was like, "Come on, coach, please let me, let me kick this field goal before I, before I leave." <laughs> That's awesome. You got the opportunity and showed out when you could. Yeah, honestly. and the next, yeah, my bad. Uh, yeah, sorry. You're okay. And the next field goal, the sixty-yard field goal. Uh, we were kicking a 55-yard field goal that game, and my old and my line moved, so it was like a. So my coach looked at me and he was like, "Let's punt," but I was like, "Nah, coach, let's go for the field. Let's go kick the field goal." And he was like, "Okay, do your thing." That's awesome, dude. Yeah. All right. So, any any other playing news? So, where where did you play high school, and how did you get? to the point where you were playing for college. Can you tell me that? Yeah, of course. Uh, I played high school in, in Campbell High School uh, in Smyrna, Georgia. Um, it's like, it's a small school. Uh, not a, we, we never had like a winning season, but it was, it was actually fun. Like coaches, actually still, I'm still in contact with my, my high school coach. Like they always, asking me for my family for my career everything uh same same here so uh uh i consider them part of my family because they treat me like i was one of their own those days so i played high school and after i graduated from high school i, I completely forgot about football my first year like 
I, I went to practice with a professional soccer team for a week. Mm-hmm. Then I got caught for the team from the team. Um, and I started playing a soccer team for my soccer team in, in college. And then I, then I broke my meniscus. Gotcha. And I was like a whole year off of the field. And that was something that actually changed my my whole life. Because like I told my wife, if I never broke my meniscus, I probably would have played playing soccer. I never started thinking about football again. So after I broke it, lost my soccer scholarship. And I was like, damn, what I do now? Um, I can't. I I can't study college in this college without a, without a scholarship. So I started sending my my high school highlights to to every campus for the college I study here in Mexico. And actually, I receive uh, some offers, but uh, I was thank God uh, I ended up in the college I played in. It's called. Itesum Campus Toluca, uh, where where I, that's where I started playing my my best football, my best kicking, and I ended up being the two time national champion with the team, and play for uh, the, my my national team football national team college, and actually I was voted the the MVP of the national championship game. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That, that's a heck of a story. It's very, very interesting how that all worked out. <clears throat> yeah, it's funny because uh, it, actually that surgery changed my my whole life, my whole career. And uh, and I fell in love with the game again when I started playing college. It was hard because I had to move from my from my girlfriend at that time. That, that She's my wife right now, but at that time we had to like, being a long distance relationship, being away from home again. So it was really hard for me, but they all supported me. And well, we're still here trying to try to accomplish. Yeah. You'll get there, man. Keep, keep doing your grind, bro. I mean, from what you, like you said, you're showing up, you're showing out. You're not just talking about being a good kicker. You actually are. And you've got plenty of tape to show that. Yeah. I'm trying, like, I, I, I like to, watch all the techniques from the best kickers in the NFL. That's like before every game I watch, I watch uh, kicking highlights from Justin Tucker, Will Lutz, um, the top kickers in the league, um, Adam Vignature, like the coach kicks that uh, you have to like uh, have your head like close around the whole, the whole noise. But yeah, I like to watch it. I have, I try to copy all the techniques they do and try like to make one of my own to see what works the best for me. And it's been fun. It's been a fun ride and I'm enjoying every single day. Sometimes I get really frustrated, but like this year, it really changed my life after uh, I started talking to coach Ray and Mr. Hutchins. And they are who, who who are they to you? Uh, The coach Ray is the head coach from the DC defenders. Gotcha. And Mr. Hutchins is the director of personal, the player personnel. Gotcha. That's what you meant. I was curious. I, I didn't know yeah. if you were talking about Mexican uh, football administrators or personnel or no, what. No, they, they changed actually my life right now because doing everything they could to 
to actually trying to give me give me this chance that I, that I've been looking for. Understood. I really hope you get that chance, Enrique. I really, really do. I think that you know, it, especially someone that's hustling like you are, you definitely deserve the shot. And uh, I mean, we truly we don't know how it'll work till you get there, but I'm confident that you'd be fine. What do you tell me? What's the biggest differences in playing in American football compared to Mexico? I mean, whether it be actual gameplay or, or games, the fans at games, what do you think is, is the biggest differences? I will say the, the fans because the rules we, we play in college, we play with NCAA rules. And in the pro league, the we, we play with NFL rules. So actually there, there's nothing uh, on, the, on that, like a big difference. I will say the fans. For example, I watch college games in the states, and you see more than ninety thousand pl- people around, and the overall assistance in a college game here in Mexico, like the the biggest one that I've heard, is more than 20,000. 20, so, I mean, there's a big difference, but I like like I like how fans try to get in your head the whole the whole game. That <laughs> that's what I love here in Mexico, like. Like the the type of people that we're here in Mexico, we always trying to get in our opponent's head, like real bad, and I I love that. <laughs> so I will say that like uh, the big difference in American football, that in the states and Mexico, like the the whole atmosphere around football and, and preparation uh, from players that is actually uh, increasing here in Mexico because. Players are now starting to see that they can become pro players around the world, in the States, uh, Canada, uh, Europe. So I love how we are proving that that we have what it takes. Yes, sir. I agree with you. And <clears throat> until we met, I really didn't realize it was as big as what it was. And I, now you've caught my interest in this as well. Nice. <laughs> hope to have some more more people that play there or people that you know or personnel with them come talk on the show because i'm all about the opportunity and i think this gives you guys opportunity and we can look here and see the film the game film that you have that you can take anywhere to show that hey i'm ready for game situations 60 yards out just give me the shot so it's pretty yeah, definitely. tell me in terms of like playing for actual mexican team how is that different than playing for the CFL or, or even let's say you get in the XFL or NFL? How, but tell me specifically, how, how does that change playing? Well, right now, like the Mexican pro league is it's growing. So I love about, about it. Like every year you see a big difference between the last years to this year uh, in terms of talent, in terms of everything, but we still have a, we, we, it's not a it's not a long way. I don't think it's gonna take too much. But right now, football professional football players we don't live out of football, so we have to have like a second job. Gotcha. So preparation it's kind of hard. So our us players we trying to give our best every game, every practice, every every time we we can work out, we can practice. We try to give our best. Because we're actually trying to, we're making this this league grow. We want this league to grow because we know it's gonna be hard to make millions here in Mexico playing football right now for us. But we're creating this 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 part so future generations can be like, oh, I want to play football pro football in Mexico. Like 
like people like I want to play in the CFL, I want to play in the NFL, I want to play in the XFL. Like we we're trying to make like this league people look at it and be like, I want to play for this professional team. So it's 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 different because when I was in Montreal, like you see all the preparation, all the workouts, uh, film, everything. Um, so yeah, it's it it it's in terms of prep- I would say the biggest difference. Right now we have its preparation because we have to have a second job. We're not yeah. focusing 100, percent but like we tell fans, we're still giving our best every 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 game, every practice because we want to we want to make this this league grow. Understood. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, like I said, like I said, I talked to Oscar yesterday for about an hour, and. It, he did not have that experience in Mexico, but playing for a minor league team or arena team here in America is very similar to the experience that you're saying you're having right now as a professional in Mexico. So there is a difference, and I, I can see that. But, I mean, that's how the NFL started too, man. I mean, they didn't make a lot of money at first, and then they had to work their way up and, and get to it. And even, I mean, before I was born, not shortly before, but before – they really weren't making that much money compared to now. Now it's just crazy. But yeah, tell me what's what's your greatest athletic accomplishments? Just just give me a couple. I know you've got a couple young large long field goals here, and I'll play one that I haven't played yet. Um, but go ahead, man. Uh, well, I will say one of the biggest accomplishments that that I have it's my. Um, my national championship with the with my college team like that team i really felt it like a family like we knew we deserve it uh i got to kick the game winning field goal 54 yards that's awesome that 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 championship game and then like in mexico that year uh there's still there were two leagues back in back that back those days in mexico like Canadá and onefa those two college leagues so every that year every every team they play in their conference they play like a championship game between their conference and then we played a national championship so that year in 2017 we got to the final we won the championship and then a, a week later we won the national championship and that was what i feel like that was my second biggest accomplishment because I was named like MVP in the, in the national championship. How many how many times do you hear a kicker is the MVP of a final or yep. championship game? So I kicked, I made 10 out of 16 points that game. Wow. So yeah, that, I will say that was like right now, uh in terms of of winning, I will say those two. The, oh, the awesome. national championships. Awesome. I hope you have the opportunity to do some more, man. Top that list off with something a little better, but I don't know, dude, that's, that's a pretty good one right there. That's a lifetime achievement. People search for that, that you just stated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's been, it's been great. I I, I loved it. I mean, I love being, I, I love like here in Mexico, like, and overall, you know, kickers are like, oh, you're the kicker. Oh, you're the kicker. Oh, it's just a kicker. But I'm trying to bring, like, here in Mexico, like, being a kicker is actually the real deal, too. Because we have a lot of chan- a lot of opportunities to play somewhere else. Like, 
like because of soccer, <laughs> there's a lot of talent of players who could actually kick. And I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, make that the kicking it's the like the big deal here here in Mexico. Understood. Do you do any kind of like community service or, or stuff with with youth or anything? Trying to just you know get more out about the game, make it a little more popular. I wasn't sure how you guys did with your team, your pro team. I don't know if you did any kind of you know fundraising or philanthropy events or anything like that. Yeah, we we in, in doing pro teams. We do like like services where kids come play with us, go practice with us. We we visit schools. We we try to make like more names out of out of the teams. Like we try to we have right now, uh, race day. At least have a camp for players, kids. Awesome. Where they have like different positions, QBs, running backs wide receiver, so they're trying to bring, like, new generations get more interested in football so the league, the pro league can start growing as well. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, this is kind of offhand, but do you guys have, like, the the youth leagues there? Do you have youth football and, and like, does the schools, elementary and high school, do they have football programs in there? Is that is that part of life there? It's not like that. We don't have, like, I mean – High schools, they, they actually do have uh, football teams. You actually get scholarships to play in high school here in Mexico. Gotcha. Uh, in some in some teams, but there's a lot, there's also club teams here uh, for for kids. So they start like playing there, and then the college they just give like the the scholarship to them. Understood. Yeah. So there's actually a lot of leagues here in Mexico. There's I will say more than a hundred clubs wow. around around the the country, and yeah. that's small percentage. I mean, I bet some Mexican guys are laughing at me because I don't know actually the real number because <laughs> there's a lot of football players here in Mexico. I understand, and I have to ask. I, I didn't expect you to know the exact number, so no worries. I was just curious, you know. It's it's kind of part of life here in America. You grow up, you play some sports throughout school or before they have them offered in school. And most kids, I'd say, they kind of pick a sport to specialize in if they're going to do it, and then they roll with it. Some play multiple sports, but but for the most part, you know, if somebody's going to be a baseball player, they're playing baseball all through their life, and then they're trying. So that basically I was just curious if, if that was a common thing that way, you know. Yeah, actually, it is like there's kids that I know that his father played football, his grandfather played football, his great grandfather played football, and they're like awesome. generations of football players here in Mexico. That's in my awesome. case, I'm the I'm the first uh, in my family in both sides of from my mom and dad who actually played football. So I hope my kid likes football and he starts kicking as well. Hey, you got to get him started early, man. By that little tiny tee and little football. <laughs> uh, actually, he's he's one year old, and uh, about a month ago, uh, I, I hold him the foot like a small football, <laughs> and he just kick it. So I was like so proud of that. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it, it's probably genetics at this point. I mean, the way you've been playing the past few years, that's that's very very interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell me, man. What 
what makes you stand out from other athletes, whether it be Mexican athletes or American? It really doesn't matter. What what makes you stand out as, as a person and athlete? Well, the funny thing, it's I'm a big guy. I mean, you don't see like big kickers. What did you weigh? Uh, 240, I think is what I saw. Is yeah, right? 245, I think. Gotcha. And I'm 6'2". Oh, so wow. You are a big guy. When you look at me, you're like, oh, you're not a kicker, man. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. Uh, actually, I know how to. I just know how to kick. I, <laughs> so <laughs> I will say that uh, I'm a left-footed. So gotcha. when you hear a Mexican big kicker that it's left-footed, if you kick field goals, punts, and kickoffs, like you kind of gain more a little bit of attention from other people. Yeah, so, there's no way around that. Plus. I will say I'm giving my heart out. So that's something I, I will say that I like, I do. Uh, I give everything with passion. And uh, I think that's something that I'm proud of that. Uh, I give 150% in every kick during practice. I get so pissed when I missed a field goal in practice because I know I can make those kicks and I'm trying to, oh, I'm a, like a perfectionist. So that that's something I think my mentality is I will say it's something that made me stand from other players. Understood. Understood. Um uh, I'll tell you, man, I only got one more question for you. I really don't want to keep us on here too long, but it's been a good interview and it's been yeah. solid. So hey, let me ask you this. Uh what would you like to achieve from your athletic career? What are you looking to accomplish in the long term here? Well, I, I'm still ha- I still have my dream. Um, I just saw that last week that a 30 year old punter signed with the Saints, a rookie punter signed with the Saints. Yep. So, I mean, what I would love to achieve, obviously, is to make an NFL roster. But if that doesn't happen, and if I get the chance to play for many years in the XFL. I mean, I just want to play against the best. I just want to have my, I mean, I'm trying to have just my shot to prove. I want, I want that, like, to show them that I can, I can kick. So if it's the XFL, CFL, NFL, I just want that chance to prove what, what I can do. And that's like my main goal right now to prove the XFL, to prove anyone, the DC defenders that, any team, uh, I, I can't play. I can't kick. And uh, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to, to make it. So, so yeah, that's what I would love to chip to, to have that chance, to have, to have that, that opportunity to prove it. understand. I mean, that's very respectable. And honestly, like I said, I hope you get your chance because I think that you'll, you'll, you'll be comfortable in wherever you end up. Uh, in terms of the XFL, I mean, you said you've had some communication and what's it looking like for for any kind of opportunities there? Anything that that you can speak of? Well, um, uh, what 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 is going on right now? What, that I've seen is that um, uh, I got draft my my rights got drafted by the DC Defenders a, a few a few weeks ago. Understood. So um, as far as right now, I was looking at it and. They put me right now on the on the roster on the pages roster, but I know that doesn't mean nothing. Um, 
I'm still trying to make my way in and try to convince them. So, so yeah, I mean, what I've seen is looking, is looking good. Uh, I hope it, 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 um, it may, I can make it. I hope some, we can reach something now and I have, and I hope I have the chance to, to go out there and, and kick. So, yeah, I mean, what I've seen so far, it's going good. It's, it's going that way. And well, I'm praying them. Um, right now, I'm thankful with with those with Coach Ray and Mr. Hutchins for giving me that chance. Uh, I'm really thankful for that. Um, it's a blessing because that's something that I never thought that would happen. So right now, I'm really thankful with them, and uh, I thank God. I pray every every day for that opportunity. And my wife prays too, and we're all praying for that opportunity because it's it's something we all dreamed of, and we're trying our best. So hope it happens. Hey, I'll be praying for you as well, brother. The sure. the, the opportunity that if you receive it, it, it would make me very thrilled as well. And and I hope come next year I can say, hey, Enrique is just balling over there in DC with Jordan Tayamu <laughs> and. Abram Smith and then all the other athletes that way. It'd be fantastic, man. And I, I really do wish you luck in your career. And I'll say that was the first time you've mentioned that you spoke with DC. Now, we talked before and you didn't tell me that. So I wasn't, I, I didn't know that. And honestly, I, I did not know that you had got rights drafted by them. So at this point, your opportunity is there. Get the call, show up, dude, and show out. And, and I'm very, very confident you'll con- secure that spot thanks man i mean they have a really good kicker in matt um i i follow him i picked him a few times during my fantasy teams <laughs> so i know what he's capable of and i'm excited <laughs> because he's really a good kicker and i love competing and it's gonna be it's fun uh but yeah i mean uh, i'm trying my best to to bring what what i can do and to show uh, that's like my main goal too as well to show that we have the talent here in Mexico that we can we can compete against anyone that they just need to believe in us uh, that we can we can prove them that there's football talent around the globe and here in Mexico we have all the talent it takes to to change many teams um, and show them. Hey, that, that that's a good, good statement to stick by there, man. And like I said, <clears throat> I mean, keeping that humbleness and, and just holding that chip on your shoulder should give you more of a springboard and, and motivation, I would say, when you finally get to the position that you need to be in. Yeah, I have I will say I have the chip on my shoulder because what happens with I never came back to the CFL and I'ma be honest, it was there were there were three rough years where I never got nothing like uh, all closed doors everything. Uh, I I thought of retiring man a lot, but like like I said, my wife and I we pray a lot, and she actually convinced me to keep pursuing this dream. So so yeah, I mean, right now I have like I want to prove. I want to prove to myself to prove everyone that that all the faith that they put on me, uh, I'm doing my best to to show them that I'm not done and I still have a plenty of 
a football career. Yes, sir. Bring the heat, Enrique. I'll be paying attention to you, brother. And if you ever need anything, you reach out, send a message, give a call, whatever you need, man, and then we'll we'll conversate. But I think that no matter what happens, you're going to be successful, even if that's the work in your normal job, you know. Um, but I, I can tell that just like I've talked to other players, you know, there's some I've talked to that the chance is slim to none that they may make it in. But I mean, you really have an opportunity and your background is pretty diverse. There's not going to be too many players like you in terms of Mexican professional kickers. So, I mean, keep up your hustle, man, because you're not just a, a name. You've actually got skill to back it up. Yeah, man, I really appreciate it. Same here. You have you have a friend here in Mexico whenever you want. Uh, appreciate um, all the words and yeah, I mean, I'll I'll try my best. You can you can count on that, that I'll give my best, and hopefully, in a few months we can have another conversation here, talking about how great the the season went. Yes, sir, that'd be awesome. Heck, I'm getting you on in season. What are you talking about? I, I want to oh, know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's <laughs> do it, man. But yeah, Enrique, I guess that's it for us, dude. It's been about an hour, so it's been fantastic. I appreciate you coming on greatly. No, I appreciate appreciate the invitation. It means a lot, and thank you so much for 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 this for this chat for this this nice interview. And well, thank you so much. Very very welcome. Before you roll out, do you have like your social media accounts or, or anywhere you want people following you or looking at you? Um, so I got your your Twitter down there flashing. But if you care, go ahead and say it out loud as well, because this show is also an audio show. So, okay. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, my Twitter account. It's at uh, E-Yeni. Uh, I don't know how to say it like the Underscore. Uh, underscore 79. Um, Yeni, it's Y-E-N-N-Y. And it's the same for my Instagram account. Okay, so you do have Insta as well. Yeah, I'll find you. Open. I'll make sure both of these are on the notes in like clickable links so they're easy to access. But yeah, man. Keep up your grind and and good luck to your future. And, and, and like I said, I'll be praying for you as well, brother. Thanks, man. Same here. I'll be praying for you and let's let's make it happen. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Enrique. Same, man. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. So this is what the XFL is about, in my opinion. Opportunity. And and I've brought multiple individuals on that have really really they have a time to shine if they can just get their chance they're definitely going to do it and i feel like enrique is definitely one so good luck enrique in, in your future and and if you do make it to dc and you're starting kicker i mean just know i'll be rooting for you man all right let's move forward i've got the interview with oscar scott next it's pre-recorded now i will say it recorded on my laptop mic so it's a little different than what this sounds it doesn't sound as good but it, it's a decent interview in terms of sound. Now, in terms of actual content, it, it's it's up to par with the interview I just had with Enrique. It's it's great. So check it out. Listen to it. It's Oscar Scott. He's a professional linebacker as well. Um, he, he played for Mexican Mexico as well at one point in his career. Uh, right now, he's kind of got some downtime. But, but he'll definitely speak some more inter interview and tell you more about it. Um, Thanks to XFL and XFLboard.com as always. Appreciate you guys greatly.
like I say always, great, great privilege and honor covering the XFL. So appreciate it. And and it's a great honor and privilege to bring on guys like Enrique or or any of the guys that I've brought on so far, giving them a voice, giving them a story, giving them somewhere where people can can find out more about them as a player. You know, me and him have spoke on the phone where we, we had an interview um, online before this, and I did not know that his rights went to D.C. So knowing that now, I know he's got a lot better position. So that, that's awesome. And he, the fact that he doesn't have that as his buy-in in, he knows he still has to go in there and work for a spot is fantastic. So good luck, man. Again, <clears throat> um, Tuesday, I'll have Matty Fresh from Spring Ball Boulevard on. That should be a good one. Matty's a big name and personality come XFL and, and watching his show was one of my first actual XFL podcasts that I liked with exception to a couple others. Uh, great guy, good host, very informative. So definitely look forward to that Tuesday. I will say the show will be switching off Sundays and Thursdays. Um, no longer doing that just because NFL football and we'll be watching that. So going to be switching, probably looking at, uh, Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays until the season's over for the fall. So check that out as well. Another thing, I will probably be probably be using some different streaming software going forward. I don't know if I'm going to stream to X or Twitter anymore. We'll see how it goes. But there's a few different places that uh, I believe could really be utilized for this and give us more interactive approach. So look forward to that. But that's it for me, guys. As always, this interview is about an hour long with Oscar. Uh, watch it. See what you think. And then that's the end of the show. We'll be back Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Central, as always. Appreciate you watching. Great pleasure. Thank you all for coming on. Uh, and, and like I said, I enjoy it. I don't know what I'd do without it sometimes. How's it going today, Oscar? It's great to see you. Glad you joined the show. Doing great, man. Glad to be here. Excited for the opportunity. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, I've researched you as much as possible, I think, leading up to this. You've got quite the extensive career in terms of where you played and what you've done. So looking forward to getting to know you more. Uh, just before we go, I mean, can you tell me more about you, um, where you played? We'll get in depth in it, too. Uh, tell me your age, anything that's relevant. Yes, sir. Um, so uh, I'm 26. I played high school ball uh, in Kansas City um, before going on to play at Bethany College, which is kind of a small school out in Kansas. Um, after college, I went and played uh, in a senior bowl down in South Carolina, um, which kind of gave me my first, you know, opportunity to, to get in front of uh, professional coaches, um, you know, get in front of some scouts and stuff like that. Uh, following that, I got signed to the biggest archers in Poland. Um, so following that game, I, I trained for maybe two months after that. And then they flew me uh, straight out to Warsaw, um, three hour drive from there to Bydgoszcz, which was a, a large city in Poland. So that was kind of my first opportunity dipping my toes into the professional game. Um, after camp, COVID hit, uh, kind of spread all across Europe pretty fast. Uh, so I was actually on one of the last flights out of uh, out of Europe coming back to the U.S. before really everything was was totally halted and shut down. Wow. Um, wow. So that yeah, that, that put kind of a, a quick end to my first opportunity. Um, but it, it ended up working out because I came back 
And right at that time, uh, Brian Woods, uh, who I now believe runs the USFL maybe, or, or one of those leagues, he was running the spring league at the time, which was, was kind of the, uh, kind of his project, uh, you know, which, which ended up kind of forming itself into, into other leagues, but yep. the spring league was his kind of, uh, his only thing at that time. And they were the first league to do like the bubble concept for football, um, down in San Antonio. So that was on Fox sports one. Um, so it was on national TV and stuff like that. Uh, so I signed with the blues, um, head coach, Ted Cottrell. Uh, he gave me, he was the only, only coach in the spring league that gave me an opportunity. Um, he's a former, uh, head coach of the Houston Roughnecks and the original X, XFL, Ted Cottrell. Gotcha. Um, so he, he was a, he was a great guy. He gave me my first opportunity in the spring league. Um, got to play on national TV, got to play with, you know, a lot of former NFL guys. A lot of you know big name college guys. Um, it's like I mean, sh- like Shea Patterson and, and JT Barrett were some of the quarterbacks there. So it was a lot of you know these these name guys that I've heard of, you know, since I was in high school and stuff like that. And kind of getting that opportunity was was really cool and kind of my first you know opportunity with that caliber of players. Um, what year was that? What, what that was twenty twenty. Gotcha. So that was that was during COVID, and and they had us. Uh, all uh, down there in San Antonio, living in the same hotel, all the different teams and stuff like that. Um, and they just bus us to and from uh, the, I, I don't know what that stadium is called down there in San Antonio, but where UTSA plays and stuff like that. Um, they had all the Fox Sports 1 camera crews and stuff set up. So it, it ended up being a really good um, situation, especially for a guy like me, you know, this just getting my getting my start and trying to get, you know, some eyes on me and stuff like that. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm gonna share some videos while you talk. Go ahead, keep keep talking. No worries. I just want to share yes, sir. what you're talking about. Um, yeah. When when that and this was kind of I started with my long snapping, kind of got me an opportunity in the league itself. Um, I had done it a little bit in college, and you know, coming from a small college, it's tough to get. It's tough to get you know an opportunity because they hear you know Bethany College. Nobody knows Bethany College. And I say, hey, man, like I can on snap, I'll play linebacker, I'll do whatever, you know, whatever you need from me, um, I'll do it. And I remember my first time getting on the team uh, and I'm on there as a long snapper. And I, I tell Cottrell, head coach, really good guy. I'm like, hey, can I can I get in here with these linebacker drills? Um, and he's like, you know, yeah, whatever. Long snappers normally stand over by the water cooler and kind of talk about <laughs> golf. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sit over there and talk about the golf game. And I'm like, hey, let me hop in with these linebacker drills. So, um, so I get in with the linebacker drills. I'm, I'm, I end up getting myself in there and team and stuff. And I remember we're sitting in the meeting room. And uh, Katero goes, you can kind of play football. <laughs> and I was like, it was one of those like – it was like such a a, a uh, confirmation for me because I you know I know I'm a linebacker I know what I can do and just hearing a guy like that he you know he was a coach in the NFL for a ton of years and he coached great players and just him saying hey man you can kind of play football was like a confirmation that everything I've been doing and everything I've been working on kind of was coming into fruition you know what I mean um, but I got that. Uh, ended up getting a little bit of little bit of time in our last couple of games playing linebacker, and then again COVID shut that down. Um, like seventy five percent of the dudes all got COVID at the exact same time in this in this spring league. 
Um, so that shut down and I ended up signing with the Salina Liberty, uh, which is a CIF arena team. Um, that was my next stop. And that's where I played my, my first full season, uh, playing linebacker, playing defensive end. Um, and I was still, uh, doing the long stop thing a little bit, but of course with arena, it's different because you don't really, you know, utilize that in the same way, but that was my first real full season of getting to, you know, play my natural position linebacker, um, as well as working a little DN when we had, you know, injuries or, or roster issues or stuff like that. Um, so that was, that was with Salina. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Yes, sir. Before we go on, your high school career. Um, yes, sir. Did, what, did you play linebacker in high school as well? Uh, yeah, I played linebacker and DN in high school as well. Got you. Now, I don't know if my research is correct, so you can please correct me if I'm wrong, but did you win a state championship there? We lost the state championship, but we gotcha, did go. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That was, yeah. uh, I found some articles. I've, I dug up some stuff and was reading, so that's why I was curious. Yeah, we uh, we lost to uh, Christian Brothers Academy in St. Louis, and that gotcha. was in, in the uh, – in that state, I don't know what that stadium's called either, but where you know where the um, where the current XFL team in St. Louis plays, and where the Rams used to play, and stuff like that, uh, was where was where the Missouri State Championship was, and we uh, we lost by six points, I think. So gotcha, still, dude. still a sad, but it's still tough subject. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I yeah, so so I go get my first, you know, real full season playing defense like I wanted to. Yeah, and these 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 highlights here, I mean, these guys all in the spring league, pretty much everybody I played against had NFL experience or was D1. So just being able to move at the speed that I needed to, you know what I mean, against these guys was a confirmation for me that, you know, I was doing it right and, and the work I've been putting in was, you know, was paying off in, in a sense. Uh after Salina, that was uh, that season would have been 2021, I believe. Um, I ended up signing with the Pioneros in uh, in Mexico following that season um, in in December. Uh, so that so I headed to Mexico that following year, 2022, um, and I played a full season there. Uh, that's in the FAM league. Uh, where uh, Trent, like Trent Richardson, was down there and stuff like that. Um, so that was that was one of the you know best run leagues as far as uh, the film, as far as the fans, um, as far as the way the teams operated. I mean, we were you know flying to Cancun or flying to Cabo for a game. Uh, oh wow! We were going to yeah, and you know teams were going to Cancun. Teams were going all over the place, um, and they really love football down there which is kind of something I didn't expect, but I mean, they got the little kids playing it. They got girls flag football. They, they, it's all year round for them. So they're super into it down there. Um, super into the team in the city that we were in. Uh, so it was, it was, a, it was a really great time. So that was kind of uh, my first opportunity overseas to really play a full season. Um, and in this, and in this most recent year uh, I've been with um the, the Tallahassee team um, and also some other little, you know, uh, independent arena teams down here in Florida where I live. Uh, and that's kind of just been for me an opportunity to stay at home. I've had some stuff I wanted to take care of. 
Uh, we're, we're in the process of buying a house right now. Uh, I just got engaged to my longtime girlfriend. So um, it just kind of so I appreciate you. It's been kind of some personal things where it was a good opportunity for me to still get to play, still get some film um, and kind of take care of what I need to take care of uh, before this next season comes. And, and I'll be traveling again, whether that be overseas or an arena team, um, you know, or, or more uh, that kind of gave me a gave me a gap year to still get film, still show coaches that I'm active, still making plays. Uh, but at the same time, you know, let me take care of my business a little bit for a year. And that's kind of where we're at now. Um, training every day, you know, just waiting on an opportunity, really. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, in terms of, I mean, like you said, you're just trying to stay in shape and keep everything yes, rolling with the, yeah, it makes sense. And I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that, man. Uh, do you have any kind of expectations moving forward for who you want to play for or where you want to play? Um, you know, I'm pretty open to it. Uh, I, I learned that, you know, at a young age when I was first coming out of college, uh, for, for this whole business, um, you know, football and trying to play football for money, uh, beggars can't be choosers in a sense, you know, you're looking for an opportunity, you're looking for any chance you can, you can find to get film, um, you know, to get some eyes on you to show that you can play to show that you can make plays and, and that you do deserve that opportunity. So for me, I'm kind of open to stuff. I do have uh, a couple of, you know, preferred destinations, I would say, in my head. Um, and, and my agents at the at the Gridiron crew, uh, Colin, Nick, Dallas, they're all helping me out. And we kind of have our own, um, you know, little conversations where we're, where we're discussing potential, you know, opportunities and potential stuff that we're all looking for. Uh, really what it comes down to, and I, I guess it's something, you know, I think that all – all players in this world of, of, uh, I don't know what you would call it football, you know, below the NFL minor league football or whatever, what you're looking for really is. I say developmental. Is the term developmental. Perfect. That's a great word for this whole, you know, this whole world of developmental football, what we should all be looking for, you know, is a consistent program that's putting quality film, you know, in a place that you can get to it. It doesn't matter how good you play. If the film, you know, was recorded on a, a Nokia flip phone, like you're not going to get much out of it. You know what I mean? People aren't going to be taking it serious. Um, you want to have a consistent schedule against quality opponents with quality film and a, and a program that's been established. You know, they're going to take care of you financially. They know you're going to, you know, take care of your living expenses, stuff like that. Um, so it's kind of a standard that I think is getting a lot better it's, it's taken a while because, you know, for so long, I think teams could kind of do people wrong and, yep. you know, it would just get brushed under the rug and not talked about. Um, yep. So now, you know, it's a lot, it's been a lot better with these developmental leagues, developmental teams coming out, you know, that, that can say, Hey, we do have the financial backing. We do have guys that are invested in this and care about this and, you know, want this to work out. And it's not just a, a you know, something fun for them to do or something fun for them to put together they actually care about it so that's kind of you know something that's important to me for not only myself but for my guys you know that are all kind of coming on the same journey makes sense and i mean for one i'll say you're very humble talking to you like you said you'd take any opportunity given to you and that that shows your humbleness and how you feel about your athletic career yeah Um, 
But I'll say too that you know you've seen over the years. I know, like, how old are you? I didn't ask you that. I forgot. Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty five. I turned twenty six in a couple of days. Yeah. So no worries. Yeah. Uh, there, over the years, there's always been you know these hastily put together minor leagues, is what I call yeah. it. I don't call that a developmental league. Um, right. Something like the XFL or USFL. That's what I consider developmental. Right. They're giving players the opportunity to make that stepping stone and then giving you quality play time with a quality schedule, as well as giving you tons of film opportunities if you play. Uh, right. You know, I've seen over the years in athletics, I've seen a lot of these secondhand, thirdhand teams that really all they're doing is combine workouts to make some cash. You know, yeah. Or such. So I understand exactly what you're saying. And I think with the evolution of spring football, um, the XFL, the USFL, it really opens the doors up for opportunities for, for others to come in and, and say, hey, we're legitimate and we have legitimate product. We have a brand. And so, you know, <clears throat> researching it, looking up your time in Mexico, I did not realize that there was that big of a following. You know, I, I knew that they participated and had clubs and such, but Man, it is huge down there, and there's a whole different fandom of, of individuals that are following the sport. So it's pretty interesting, and uh, I think you've got a really good head on your shoulders. So that you just you're working, and you can see that in your career and where you've played and what you've been doing. You've just been staying busy. So yeah, good sure. stuff, man. That's what uh, I, I I try to tell tell guys because um, I mean I've played with whether it be college or or any of these leagues or. I've played with dudes who are, you know, immensely ta- talented, you know, talent is never the issue. Um, but they, you know, they, they, they're sitting at home on the couch and they're saying, you know, yeah. when somebody's going to call me, it's like, yeah. Hey man, there's a lot, a lot of guys out there. We're all trying to get this opportunity. You know, uh, nobody's coming to your living room to get you. <laughs> to, nope. You got to hustle. You got to do your end. Yeah. Um, you got to kind of, you know, you got to kind of, I, I say like buy the ticket was a big mantra I had for a long time. And by that, I mean, you know, put yourself out there and get yourself in an opportunity where, you know, somebody can find you and somebody can, you know, sign you. Uh, and, and like you said, you're, you're looking for, you know, just to get your foot in the door of any league where dudes have signed from that league to the CFL or signed from that league to the NFL. Um, and that's, that's huge for me. Like you said, it's like, you know, Obviously, XFL, USFL, guys from that are always going to the NFL. IFL, CIF, two arena leagues, NAL, dudes from that are going to CFL, going to the NFL. Um, Europe, the European League of Football, and Mexico. Every year, you know, you'll have a dude or two end up, you know, really having a good year, and they go to the CFL or NFL. So it's a situation where, you know, you're just trying to do the best you can, put yourself in the best opportunity like situations, opportunities you can to, to just take one step up, any step up you can take, you know, you're on the right path. So that's kind of where my mind's at for, you know, for my journey and, and just keep taking little steps up as best I can. Makes total sense. And I'm going to ask you some more questions here. Um, we're going to jump around a little bit, probably just because we've just, we've had sure. a little offhand discussion. So no worries. So let's go back to your time in Mexico what were, what were some of the biggest challenges you had playing there? Or, I mean, I guess you lived there during the season. How was that? Yes, sir. Um, so I was there for three and a half months, I want to say, three and a half, four months. Um, and lucky for me, I, I got a little bit of Spanish, uh, just enough to, you know, I can, like, order some 
order some beers or something, or I can talk to the talk to the Uber driver or whatever. You're doing uh, better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> so that was big. I know a lot of my guys on the team, uh, a lot of the other Americans really had no like nothing. I mean, they had like Ola, and that was about the that's where it ran out. So for those those boys, it was tough. Um, I've done a little bit of traveling. I mean, like I said, we earlier we I was in Poland too, so I'm kind of comfortable, you know, in, in foreign situations and stuff. Um, and with the translator on my phone, you know, I can kind of get by. And I like I like doing stuff, so I'd, I'd be downtown checking out kind of the, you know, the old the old Mexican city where they have Mexican cities where they have you know the museums and the churches and the little shops and stuff. So I really enjoyed the traveling aspect of it and kind of getting to experience a different culture. Um, but I mean, challenges like it's it's a it's a tough job, man. It's a, it they want a lot from you. Um, to them, you know, these Americans they have you're like their uh, like their like prize fighter or something. You know, they bring <laughs> you down there. They they got you in in a in an apartment, and you know, one day they'll just come pick you up hey we got to go do this appearance at the school you know oh we got to go sign autographs for these people we got to go take pictures and i mean the the like you said the people down there love it so it's like it's any of if you're an american football player and you're in mexico to play football for money people down there you know treat you like you're a superstar or something um so there's always a lot to do a lot going on uh and at the same time it's a very competitive league and and kind of a lot of things that people don't understand is for Mexico, the Mexican guys that are playing on the team, probably only, you know, the upper half of them are getting paid. The bottom half of it, it's true, you know, they're working full-time jobs, coming out there trying to play. All the Americans are fully paid, fully taken care of. Our flights are all covered. You know, we have a huge apartment with a pool. It's all paid for. Everything's taken care of. So when you step on the field, um, you know, a lot of these guys feel some type of way and I don't blame them for feeling some type of way. You know what I mean? They're like, Hey, I just worked 10 hours of construction, you know, now I'm out here and I'm going to try and take some heads off. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a different thing. And it's something you got to be ready for, you know, where, where first day on the ground, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of guys that, that are out to prove a point and out to, you know, show something. Um, and that's not to say, you know, I had any issues with any of the guys because I, I don't. I loved all the, you know, I made a lot of really good friends who are all Mexican guys that were on the team. Um, but it's definitely something that people aren't aware of and people aren't ready for. Is when they get there, these Mexican guys are trying to prove a point. You know, they're trying to show yep. that, that they play ball too. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, a, different, it's a different thing. They got a little chip on their shoulder. They got a hell of a chip on their shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, in terms of the actual playing, I mean, is, is it all the rules, they're all similar, almost the same to American football? Did yeah, what I right? loved about uh, the fan, the football uh, Americano de Mexico or whatever is what the league I was in, um, was it was full NFL rules with NFL footballs. Um, gotcha. Which is a little thing, but like, uh, I I don't know. I think that's important not only for you know offensive positions, but like if if I if I do long snap, which I always like to keep in my arsenal because it's like the more you can do, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, we are full NFL rules, 
NFL footballs, like the refs were trained on, you know, the most up-to-date NFL rules and stuff like that. So that I thought was huge. I think that's, you know, something that any, you know, new league or, or especially Europe or Mexico or Poland or wherever doing that full, you know, trying to mirror the NFL rules wise is, is huge, you know, just for the look of the game and the pace of the game and stuff like that. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't sure if they had anything like Canada does where they do things a little different, but it, it's almost no, the they, same. They keep it pretty much exactly the same, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. In terms of the fans, how's the fan output there? I mean, what's the in your mind, or maybe you know, what's an average, you know, rough estimate of, of fan counts at those games? I couldn't even tell you. I know um every stadium we were at was was you know close to full uh gotcha if not Put, you know full um, I, I couldn't find much footage uh, i found like your game film and stuff but i couldn't find yeah. much of the actual stadium so i was just curious yeah. basically there, what that looked like there's a team in uh i want to say guadalajara i don't i'm not sure where it is but i mean they their fans there are, it was our last game of the season and they were i mean standing room only surrounding the surrounding the end zones the the you know the the stands were full it was it was packed house so that's um, awesome it's, yeah and then like the chihuahua the chihuahua team um that's where uh oh I, I just said his name earlier anyway former nfl guy running back he was playing for the chihuahua team and they were having like huge like star wars themed uh halftime shows with drones and bands wow. and like you know like a full stage set up with people up there playing music it was like a it was like a full production like that's a, awesome yeah so so it's cool man and a lot of guys down there like you think of mexico you know you don't really know what to expect but there's a lot of guys down there with a lot of money and a lot of guys that are really invested in the communities and really invested in putting something in their hometown, you know, that they can be a pro- like that they can be proud of. So um, it's, it's nice to have that financial backing. Yeah. Yeah. And to know you're supported, like you said, yeah, know absolutely. To know you're going to get taken care of, um, yeah. you know, and, and they're going to fill, you know, their end of the deal for sure. That's awesome, dude. That's what, I mean, that to me, the cultural difference there, I don't really understand because I haven't been that way, but it's very curious to know how it's all handled and, and yeah. like, even talking to you right now, I mean, I, basically you're almost saying that you're a celebrity down there because you played yeah. football. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's exactly. awesome, though. I see that that same team is moving to Dallas. Did you see that? The international yeah, it's going to be owned by the same guy. So our owner um, is was from the city that we were in, Caretro, uh, and he, though, had his whole company and stuff in Dallas. Um, and so – He's going to go ahead and I guess they're doing this IFA thing, um, International Football Alliance, where they're going to have Mexican teams. They're going to have like Cancun, I believe. They're going to have, uh, might be Guadalajara. They're going to have a couple of different teams in Mexico and a couple of different teams in, in the States. And that'll be really interesting to see, uh, you know, how they're able to to kind of do that playing back and forth. Yeah, this guy here, um, the three dudes, the dude on the far right, is the owner he was the owner yes sir he was he was our owner um in mexico and he's still the owner uh in dallas so it'll be interesting to see how they're able to do that and kind of how they're able to put it together but i do like the idea that um 
And I do like the idea of getting, you know, these, a lot of Mexican guys, the opportunity to kind of get more film. Cause there's dudes down there that can play, you know, there's a lot of dudes down there that can play. Um, and it's, you know, I want, I want them just as much as, as anyone else to get their fair opportunity to get, you know, some film and to get their name out there and, and, you know, to, to make the most of this situation. Cause it's only football's only here for so long, you know what I mean? In everybody's life. So I think it's a good idea to try and get these guys some, some exposure while also doing the little, you know, cross the border thing would be nice. A little rivalry, rivalry back and forth. Yeah, I think any kind of expansion, especially legitimate, is a good idea. Uh, yeah, as long as it's a legitimate thing and we're not doing it, uh, cutting corners and such, I believe yes. it's a good good thing. And connecting those markets is is going to be difficult, but if they can find some kind of solution and coordination, then it could be a pretty successful thing. From what you're saying in my own research, because yeah, I mean, Mexico wants football. Yeah, I I. I've said it a million times and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what it would take to get to this point, but to me, it feels like, like major league baseball does it, does it the best where you have your major league clubs and then you have triple a, double a, a, and everything funnels through itself. Everything, you know, financially supports itself. Um, and it's, it's a quality system that's worked for a long time. Um, yeah. So it's like, you know, putting something together like that for football, which I'm sure is where, you know, we're years out from any kind of thing resembling that. Um, but I mean, if you could get it where you had multiple leagues that all kind of fed each other, that were all, you know, financially secure, had the right people running them, had the right, you know, kind of a setup. Uh, I think, you know, it would be beneficial for everyone. It'd be beneficial for the game. I mean, it would be beneficial for all these small towns, you know, that, they would love to have their own professional football team that they can support, that they can, you know, go see play and stuff like that. Yes, sir. I agree with that. And I mean, a lot of people's testament, unfortunately, here in America is if it's not college or NFL, I'm not watching it. Right. So we really, we yeah. really got to change that. And we got, you got to show people the product's good. And and that I use the XFL cause I, I do the XFL. It's my thing. Right. Uh, but the first couple games we had in our season last year was, I mean, this year, I guess, but last season, uh, they weren't the best. The, the, yeah. the quality of skill wasn't there, but, you know, week five, week four, you really started to see these teams click together and be coercive and, and do different things. And that that's what people want to see to know. The money end is cool, but then again, like you said, I mean, there's guys playing for free. There's guys that just want to try to get their names out. So I think yeah. – there's ways to do this, but yeah, dude, I'm in agreement with you. Is is let's get it out there, let's get the product showing, and let's expand the American football market as much as possible. Yeah. It's I was watching a an arena game the other day, and it was my old team I used to play for, um, and it was like a it was an overtime game. Went back. It was one of the most incredible football games that I've ever watched in my life. Like NFL, anything. It was incredible, and I was just kind of threw it on because I was cleaning the house and just hanging out. I was like, let me see what my guys are up to. And it was incredible. And I was like, it's crazy to me that the only people watching this game are the, you know, a couple thousand in the arena right now. And maybe a couple hundred of us that for some reason have it on because we have some investment in it. Um, And like you said, it's like most people will just say, yeah, it's not the NFL. It's not, you know, D1 SEC football. So, you know what I mean? I don't care. 
Um, but it's just, it's really incredible football with, you know, really good players out there that, you know, that, like you said, we need more people to get interested in and we need, you know, to get all these leagues running at a legitimate level that we can have that interest and kind of build the game for sure. Yes, sir. I agree. Let's talk more about you now. Um, we've shared a lot of your background in terms of football and athletics, and we've talked pretty, pretty in depth about where you've been, what you've done, but kind of want to understand you more as a player. So, I mean, just from the get-go, what, what motivated you to play football? Whether, I mean, when did you start? Um, so I, when I was actually uh, growing up for several years, my dad does uh, tourism, like uh, uh, catamaran charters and stuff like that. So I lived in Belize, uh, like Central awesome. America. Yeah, I lived in Belize for uh, 10 years growing up, um, up until high school. Uh, so I remember one day, I don't know, my dad's always, you know, loved football. We, you know, we're, he's from Kansas, like we're all from, you know, Kansas City area. So we've been big on the Chiefs my whole life. Um, so my dad always would put it on and I was kind of always, you know, whatever, like when can I watch cartoons? You know, when I was a real little kid, I was like, <laughs> it didn't really hit with me. And it was like, it was like overnight, it, a switch flipped and I don't know what it was, but I remembered like it was. The, the Raiders were playing the Titans, and I shouldn't care. It was like a, a Monday night game. Both teams weren't very good. And I was like – I told my dad, I was like, I need to watch the Raiders play the Titans. And he's like, why? And I was like, I don't know. I just got to watch. I got to see it. <laughs> and that was kind of like – it was it went from overnight I didn't really care to like I needed it. And from that point on, I consumed every type of football I could find. Uh, you know, like – in the neighborhood, all the kids would go uh, play like little pickup games and stuff. Um, and then in the summers, I'd, I'd come back to Kansas City. Uh, you know, if we had a little bit, of, if my dad had some time off or whatever, um, and I would do all the like high schools like summer camps. You know, where they just get all the yep. kids out there and play seven on seven and stuff like that. Uh, so that was kind of my my introduction to actual you know organized football. And then I was lucky enough to go to a to a high school where our football program is huge, was massive. Uh, it actually, they didn't, it was funny. They, one of the only schools I know does it kind of this way, but they didn't cut anybody because we were a big football school, whatever. And so instead of doing that, they had freshman team, sophomore team, wow. university. So we had at any time, we had about 200 kids in the football program at any given wow. time. So, if you wanted to work, put the work in and rise up, you can. Even a guy like me coming from Belize, Central America, never played before. You know, they say, hey, you're on a freshman team now. You know, and they'd take, they'd take four or five freshmen and they thought, you know, we're really going to be something. And they'd pull them up. And then the rest of the freshmen, it was kind of like, hey, survival of the fittest, you know, trying to figure it out. Um, but that was perfect for a guy like me because, like I said, I love football. Um, and I just needed, you know, game reps and the opportunity to kind of to get myself out there. Um, so I worked my way all the way up the long way from freshman team, all the way up to, to, to varsity over, over my, you know, four years of high school ball. So yeah, I, I kind of got lucky in that situation. I fell into a, into a good program um, with a lot of really good players that, you know, where they gave you an opportunity. It's like sink or swim. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, coming in a big program, if you're, if you're not used to it or like where I went, where I went to high school and played football, I was all state and everything, but I think we had 24 guys playing. Yeah. Um, 
it was not very big. I didn't have to do a lot to show out. I didn't have to do a yeah. lot to show my skills. Coming right. from your end, that that's a lot of competitive players. That's a lot of people yeah. going for spots. I mean, that's difficult. You got to be a plus, you know, elite athlete almost to show out yeah. the program. So like, so. yeah. I mean, I would. I I told people like we'd get to the playoffs. And we would start having dudes double up numbers because we had so many people on the roster, so many kids on the roster. Um, So it was really an opportunity where it's like, hey, you know, we're not going to turn anybody away. We're not going to cut anybody. We're not going to tell anybody they can't play. But it's, you know, at the end of the day, sink or swim. You know what I mean? So it was a great opportunity. And we, we had, you know, pretty much every year you'd have at least 10 dudes minimum 10 dudes in the senior class that would go on to some form of college football pretty much every single year. So it was that's uh, awesome. Yeah. It was, a, it was a cool deal for sure. Yeah. A lot of people don't have those high school stories. So I'm glad yeah. you got to, to do that, man. I mean, seriously, I'm sure it impacted you immensely as a player. Oh yeah. I mean, I got, I got out of high school and I was always for me in high school was always a struggle to just get myself, you know, on the field because it was, you know, 40 linebackers <laughs> trying, you know what I mean? All fighting for that yeah. opportunity to get on the field. Um, so when I, I went to college and I, I chose, I chose a small school just cause they, you know, gave me a really, really good offer, um, made it super, super worth it financially took care of almost all my expenses, which is huge. I don't have loans. I, you know, That's all awesome. my college stuff was taken care of. Um, but when I got to college, you know, I expect the same kind of thing. So I'm going in as a freshman and I'm like, I've done this before. You know what I mean? I've been bottom of the barrel. I've, you know, done all this. And I remember the first day of college, uh, our first meeting, there was at the linebacker spot. There was there was starting four, backup, third string, fourth string, and then my name at the <laughs> And then my name at the bottom. And I was like, all right, like. We're gonna see, and I, uh, I ended up being, uh, me and and my roommate were the only two. There was only like, I think, five or six freshmen that would travel that year, and me and my roommate were the only two freshman linebackers that ended up being on the travel team, being on the roster every single game the whole season, played as a freshman, and then uh, started my whole sophomore year. So, wow. I, uh, yeah, but it, it never, it didn't bother. You know, I watched it and I saw it on there. And to me, it was fun. I saw it on the board and it was funny. You know what I mean? It was almost like, all right, like, I've done this before. I've, <laughs> I've been way lower than I've been way lower than fifth string before. Let's let's go ahead and, and see what we can make shake. You're ready, sir. You were definitely yeah. ready. Most people, their eyes would get this big, but you're yeah. let's work. Let's work. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Uh, what? I mean, your personal values. We talked a lot about football, but how? What personal values do you have? What do you hold important? to you and and how has that impacted you as a player and even as a person if you want to talk about it yeah um i mean me really like i i think respect is huge um i think building bridges is huge um and i think you know just just doing doing things the right way uh, for the right reasons um is huge for me uh you know and i am you know a man of faith and stuff like that um but i i kind of keep keep those things a little bit more personal. And for me on a, on a, on a broader sense, it's every coach that I get in front of every coach that I, you know, that I work with every teammate that I work with, I want them to know, um, you know, that I, that I am 
and doing this for the right reasons. I, I respect them. And you can ask any coach, and this is something I'm kind of proud of myself, is, is any coach that I've played for in any league um, has good things to say about me. You know, even teams where it didn't really work out uh, for whatever reason, um, you know, it, there's, there's, I have no ill will. And all those guys to this day, I have them in my phone. Um, you know, if something comes up, they win a big game or, or something, I'll text them. Uh, I'll give them a call, whatever. Uh, and I think that's just kind of indicative of the player that I am and the person that I am, um, that, that every player, every coach, every player I've played with, uh, you know, I've, I have nothing but respect and nothing, you know, but, but, uh, but good things to say about them. And I do feel like I go about my business the right way. Um, I was a captain in college uh, and I, and I never was the guy, you know, to try and, to try and, you know, yell or scream or whatever, you know, a little pregame speech here and there, but, to me, it all came down to I knew all the guys on the roster. Um, you know, I was I was in there early every day. I was doing my work. I was helping people with the playbook, even if it's my backup. You know what I mean? I'm not worried about that. Uh, and, and then going on to the program, to the pro game, there were situations where I was somebody's backup. And at the same time, where I'm gunning for their spot, I'm still going to help them out in any way that I can, um, whether that be with playbook or what I'm seeing on film or what I'm seeing – when I do get my reps in the game um, and, and stuff like that, being able uh, to play any position, being able to help in any way I can. Uh, that's, that's the values of, of, of football that I hold, you know, near and dear to my heart. And I think that it, it's shown. And I think that any coach that I've played for, any player that I've been around can tell you the same things about me. Yes, sir. Makes sense. Good answer. Appreciate that. I mean, from talking to you, I was going to ask you this question initially, but I'm glad we kind of worked through and talked about more stuff before we got to this. Cause I mean, your, your experience and, and your, what you're saying is evident in what you just said there for sure. Right. What do you think? It. No problem. What do you think your strengths are as a player? So actually linebacker, I mean, long snapping, what is, what are some of your strengths? Uh, work yeah. ethic, I mean, whatever. Um, so, so we can start long snapping just cause that's easy. Um, it'll get out of the way. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I put a lot of work into that. Um, and it seems like such a kind of a, a little, you know, whatever part of the game, but there's actually a lot of intricacies and there's a lot of things that, you know, have to be done in a certain way, um, for you to be effective at a high level long snapping. And I don't know if you, if you saw the other week, but, uh, Doug Peterson, the head coach for, uh, the Jaguars brought his son in to on the preseason roster or whatever. Did you see that long snap? I did not. I, I seen that he got cut, correct? We brought him in as a tight end, I guess, and threw him out there at a long snap, and it was horrendous. I mean, like, horrendous. He's trying to give his boy the hookup. Yeah, he's like, he's like anything <laughs> to get you on this team. But I think uh, oh, it was like it, it went like 20 feet high. It was crazy. But uh, it was, <laughs> to me, that was a perfect example of, of – you know, long snapping is kind of a is kind of an art, and it's kind of something that you have to put a lot of hours into. Like you can't put the son's kid out there, and no disrespect to him, I don't think he wanted to be out there long snapping in the first place. I think they were like, "Hey, let's do this." Um, so no disrespect to him and at all, but I just think it's a perfect example of like this is something you got to put work into, and it's 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 timed. It's very objective. So um, I know that I can long snap at a high level. I know that I can take care of business in that way. Um, from a linebacker point of view or linebacker perspective, um, reading an offense uh, is is far and away my my strongest uh, you know point of my game. 
Um, I can read, you know, read an offense, read where the play is going uh, just about as fast as anyone. And I have confidence saying that because I put a lot of work into it, watch a lot of film, watch a lot of tendencies of the offense, stuff like that. So um, as far as reading goes, I mean, those first couple of steps, I usually can figure out exactly, you know, what's going on and what, what we need to make happen. Um, as far as, uh, you know, once the play starts, um, my speed, I feel like can get me there. Um, and I'm able to figure out, you know, w- you know, where, where we're going and then get there and be able to make a play when I do get, get there, um, and be able to kind of use my, my head and use my football IQ, um, to, to make up for the fact that, you know, I am a six foot tall, you know, real undersized white linebacker. So I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, uh, I got to, uh, you know, be able to do my best. I remember another funny story from the spring league. We're in Cottrell's office. We're watching film or whatever. And uh, I had made some play. I'd come running in and made some play or whatever. And he's like, damn, you're Oscar, you're moving there or something. And uh, I was like, I know, I was like, I know you don't, we don't even really see white, white guys move like that very often. And everyone started, <laughs> I was like, I know we're all thinking and we can come on now. Like, let's go. But, uh, well, no, not joking aside, messing around aside, uh, it really does come down to I put a lot of work into this game, um, both, you know, with with the film side, with the with all that and as well physically. You know, I'm, I'm working every day. I'm, I'm running every other day, uh, lifting weights six, seven days a week, um, doing the nutrition thing. Uh, my, my degree is in kinesiology. Um, gotcha. So I've, I have a lot of experience uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So. Um, I, try, I try to put it all together, but but my mental side and my leadership skills and stuff like that, I say, would definitely be my my strong suit. Makes sense. And I mean, how could you not after your experience so far? Yes, sir. A lot of lot of uh, keeping yourself accountable there. I can I can feel it right now. I can see yeah, you absolutely. have to really really keep yourself rolling. You know, some guys have a full staff trying to get them to this point, but you're doing it on your own, from what I understand. So yeah, it you know, was uh, your agents. Yeah. Um, yeah. They helped me out a lot with the contracts, but I mean, when it comes down to, to actual football, you know, I don't, I don't have a strength and conditioning coach. I don't have a nutritionist. I don't have, you know, and when you, we do get on a team, a lot of these lower teams, they don't have all that. Nobody's holding your hand. Nobody's saying, all right, now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do that. You know what I mean? They kind of say, Hey, you know, make it happen. Um, yep. so, so it's something that I'm used to something that I, I kind of thrive under those circumstances when a lot of other guys, you know, struggle with it. it that's, uh, that's gotta be huge in your career, man. I mean, yeah. the ability to, to keep moving forward, even when you're pushed down, you know, getting back up and rolling with it or just yeah. keeping the motivation. Uh, sure. I don't have any further athletic experience past high school, really. I mean, but I mean, just like, for example, doing a podcast about the XFL, there's days where people don't care <laughs> at yeah. all. And there's some days where people's all about it. So, I mean, I can kind of understand. From a, a yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure for your business, it's like with podcasting, you just got to put, I mean, you just got to keep putting it out. You know what I mean? Keep putting in the work, keep putting it out there. And you know, all you're waiting for is that one, yep. you know, break where you get a little bit more viewership and a little bit more viewership yep. and a little bit more viewership. And that's kind of what football it's like. You want to play it a little bit better team, a little bit better yep. team, a little bit better team. So exactly, exactly. And you know, exactly. and it's if you were to just like with me and with with your business and with football, it's like 
I'm sure there's days where you're like, I could just not do this. You know what I mean? You're like, I could just hang out and not do this. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? But if, if you want something, you just, you can't, can't let those, those intrusive thoughts get you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, man. I, I, that, I just had to share that because I, I test in my own fashion of what you're saying. I can, I can yeah. definitely agree with you and I feel you. You're doing a lot more because you're actually putting your body on the line. You're, you're putting, you know, family. I'm not sure if you have kids. You said you're getting married, but there's a lot going on. If you leave to go across the country, I mean, I'm guessing your significant other does not go, correct? No, she doesn't. She, uh, she came for, for a couple games in Mexico, um, which was cool. Uh, and you know, I'll try and I'll try and visit as much as I can, but it's, it's, it's a tough deal and she's great. Um, she always has been She She played volleyball at the college that I played football at. Um, gotcha. and she was like a star over there. So she knows, and her family, like her brother played football. Her dad was a coach. Um, so she knows, you know, what it takes to be, not only to be an athlete, obviously she knows how to, you know, be an athlete, what it takes physically wise, mentally wise. Um, but she knows, you know, the game of football and, and how much that takes out of somebody. So she's been super understanding with, with me having to travel me having to, you know, Hey, I just got to get in the car this weekend and go. You know what I mean? There's yeah. this opportunity. I just got to. I just got to do it. Um, yeah. So she's been super supportive and super cool about all that. Um, and it's been big for me having somebody. You know what I mean? That's not not going to get on me because I have to go. You know, play fo- play football, in Mexico, or whatever. Because she knows that an opportunity is an opportunity. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah, you better marry her, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you better get that done. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, she she's been putting up with me for, for this long. We gotta get this thing going. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh I gotta say the support does make a difference. And then I've got the same kind of thing in my wing. So I, I get that as well. And you, you're traveling though. I mean, that that props to you, bro. You're a little different than some athletes. I mean, some of the guys I talked to, that everything's kind of around their home city or home state, maybe a state or two over. But going across the world, that that's a whole different thing. Going yeah. down to Mexico, that's a whole different thing. So yeah, can't imagine. But it's awesome that you got those experiences as well. Sure. What? Let's talk. Uh, hold on, we got some. I got a couple more questions for you. Um, and this one's kind of offhand, but. What athletes do you admire and why? So who was your role model athletically growing up maybe or, or even right um, now? So growing up as a uh, – we like I said, we were big into the Chiefs my whole life. Um, Derry Johnson was a linebacker that played for the Chiefs for a lot of years. And uh, so when I was a kid, that was always like my favorite player was this guy, Derrick Johnson. And uh, it's funny, even now, like years later, I like – kind of look more into his game and more like the intricacies he would play with. Cause he was a lesser known linebacker. Obviously Kansas City's a small market too. Back in those days, yeah. you know, they were terrible, <laughs> but, yeah. but, uh, but he, I always loved the way he played. I always kind of loved, you know, he was the captain of the team. He, you know, you could see the leadership and see stuff like that. Um, and that was always, you know, huge for me. And then kind of something that, that, is a, a lot more recent, but in the spring league, I was playing with a dude named DeMarquis Gates, who played in the XFL. He played in the USFL. He's played at a bunch of different places. I don't know if you've heard the name before. He played at Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, so he he was on our team in the spring league, uh, and we're like friends now. Um, I haven't talked to him in a while, but but just that those two weeks that I played with him, 
it was seeing a linebacker go about things in such the right way and, and play the game um, in a different way. And now he's with the Chicago Bears, um, which I'm super happy for him finally getting the opportunity to stick on a team in the NFL and really get his opportunity. But he, uh, I just watched him kind of come in. He came in late. Um, and the way he went about his business, the way he, he you know, sees the game and takes care of the game, um, it's something, you know, that I talked to him about. And I, I think he really, you know, helped kind of change my mindset with stuff. And it, it was – it was his he came in and he said, I remember he said, um, everyone was super worried about reps because this was a developmental team um, where we're all trying to, you know, get somewhere. And everyone everyone's super worried about reps. And he would just kind of like, you know, he would he would learn the defense, he'd watch the film, he'd know what's going on. And he never he if he got two reps, it was, you know, he'd go in there and he'd handle his business for those two reps. And it, if it was one rep, he'd go in there and he'd handle his business for one rep. So he wasn't worried about complaining or you know making it about him or whatever he was really worried about getting himself in a good position where he could go on to the next level and I know that's you know we're the same age and and we kind of have done you know similar paths with football but just seeing you know the way he goes about business and the way he goes about football um, it's no surprise to me that he's in the NFL now so uh, just playing with him was was big for me playing you know with a linebacker of that caliber who's kind of on the same journey that I was on at the time. Yeah, it sounds huge, man. And like I said earlier, it must be very humbling. I mean, you're telling me that someone you admire is someone you played with. So yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty significant in, in how you as a player. Yeah. I want to learn. I mean, I want to learn from, from, I'll learn from anybody. I'll learn from like the backup punter. You know what I mean? If he's got some, some, uh, he's got some wiseness he can, uh, he can put on me. I'm, I'll learn from, you know, I'll learn from anybody, you know, I'm, I'm very open. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Good way to be, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I got a couple more questions for you, Oscar. We haven't been on here too long. It's been a good conversation though. I appreciate you yes, again sir. coming on. For sure. No problem. Tell me, man, what does success mean to you personally? What do you, what do you envision your success to be? Yeah. Success to me, man, is just, is in a broad sense, it's, it's making the best out of, you know, out of your situations. Uh, I, uh, I always say like, you know, they'll, they'll say, you know, play the hand you're dealt. And I think that what's important to understand with the playing your hand, you're dealt thing is that, you know, you're not dealt your hand and you just look at it and you say, Oh, here's what it is. And you put your cards down. You know what I mean? You look at it and you play the game and you're switching stuff out and you're changing things. And so, yeah, you're playing the hand you're dealt, but you're not just accepting your fate. You're not accepting, you know, what was given to you, you're taking what was given to you and you're, you know, doing something with it and you're making the most of it. Um, as far as football goes, like we said earlier, same with podcasting, same with football, whatever. I just want to take a little step up every year, every time I play the game, you know what I mean? And wherever that ends is wherever it ends. Um, you know, when I'm done playing the game, I'll know, you know, I'll be able to walk away saying I kind of gave my all to this and I, I really focused in on it. Um, but to me, all that matters is just taking that next step up, you know, and as long as it's, as long as I'm taking steps up, um, as long as, you know, I, I have some coach somewhere that says, Hey man, you can play football. You know what I mean? That's all that matters to me. And that's all, you know, that, that kind of validates what I'm doing and kind of, you know, makes me feel like all this work I'm putting in is, is getting something, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great answer. And I, I didn't really expect less from what we've talked about so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. 
Let me see. So uh, I got this is kind of a two part question. Not really. But I mean, so <clears throat> I was going to ask you, what team did you enjoy playing for the most? Right. And also, what's your best athletic experience? So if you want to gauge those all into one, that, that would work fine. Yeah. So uh, I think my my best year of football has probably been most recently in Mexico. Um, gotcha. That's where, like, there's there's a couple games where it was on. It's almost like an out of body experience. Like I'm, you know, like I'm seeing things happen before it happens. You know what I mean? Like, and it's it's a it's a and like you said, you you were playing in high school and you were all state and stuff like that. So I'm sure you've had this experience. If you can, you know, think back to that where it's like there's certain games where, you know, like I said, you're seeing it before it happens and you kind of yeah. can take over the game. And I've been able to do that. Um, this last year in Mexico, probably uh, better than I have, uh, you know, at any other point in my career, which is huge for me with the steps thing, because it's like if your most recent full season was in, in your mind, your best season, that's a good sign. Uh, favorite team wise, the Salina Liberty, the arena team and the CIF, um, they were I mean, that that is a championship caliber organization. Um, and they've, they've won now a couple championships and I'm super proud of all those guys, um, the coaching staff and everything. I have a lot of respect for all of them over there. Uh, what, but that's that again, was that, you say that was the NIL, was uh, CIF, it was the Salina, Liberty, Salina Liberty. Um, but I, I have a lot of respect for all those guys over there. And I mean, the way that that ownership group, um, general manager coaches, the way they handle business over there should be a model for all, uh, you know, developmental leagues, all different leagues to show what it takes to actually run an organization the right way. As far as everyone was paid on time, everyone was taken care of. Um, you know, we had practice facilities that worked. We had access to, you know, strength and conditioning and all that, um, you know, access to, to food that they paid for and stuff like that. Uh, you know, the, the travel, everything was done, you know, and taken care of at a championship caliber level. Uh, so even if on the field, you know, there were certain weeks I, I was playing linebacker, I was playing the end. Um, I was inactive a couple weeks. I'd come back and I'd play linebacker and, you know, I was playing all over the place. I was kind of a utility guy for them. Um, so as far as, you know, actual on the field, um, I was a utility player. I was just trying to help the team. I was fill, filling in where I could. But as far as the organization and the coaching staff and everything, I have a lot of respect for them. And I think that that is – that's a team really that should be modeled. And I think that anybody, you know, wanting to start up a team, because I know nowadays there's a ton of people that want to get their own arena team or their own, you know, smaller team, whatever. The Salina Liberty is a team you need to look at and look at the way they do things because it, it, they've really been building something over there. I like it. I like it. I'm definitely going to have to research that more now that we're talking as well. Yeah, uh, sir. I tried to research it some now, but I really didn't know what to look for. And I knew. Yeah, the best. I, I think the best. Uh, they're, they're, most of their information and stuff would probably be Facebook, I guess. Salina okay. living on Facebook. It's a, Salina is a small town in Kansas, um, which is perfect for them because, I mean, it's big there. They have a ton of people that have season tickets come back year after year after year after year. Um, they have people that travel with the team. It's almost like a minor league baseball team or a minor league hockey team or something like that in a smaller town. You know what I mean? So it's it's really well done. But but I would definitely definitely check it out because as far as arena teams go, um, you know, and they're not the flashiest or the you know 
best social media department or whatever, but just purely football fans bringing money in, doing all that, man, they're doing it the right way for sure. Good deal. I like it. And I'm excited to check it out more now as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, dude. I think I only have one more question for you. Um, it's nothing, nothing too crazy, but yeah. I mean, where do you see yourself in 2025? So not this coming year, but the following year. Absolutely. Um, so in 2025, man, I, I, first of all, I'm getting, I'm getting married spring of 2025. So we're locking that down. Like we talked hey, about there you go. <laughs> locking that down. Um, but man, I really see myself, uh, this next year taking, taking advantage of my opportunity, whatever that may be. Um, and then having the opportunity in 2025 to move up, uh, you know, and, and really get myself in a position where a league like the XFL, um, you know, ELF, USFL, CFL, something like that, you know, will really give me an opportunity and really, you know, be able to see what I can do and, and take me serious and really, you know, give me that opportunity to show the value that I can bring to a team. Um, so I, I'm, I think 2025 will really be uh, in, in my mind and what I'm visualizing, that'll be kind of the peak of the, of the mountain almost where it's like, I've taken all these steps, I've keep climbing. Um, and, and at that point I'm hoping that, and I believe really truly, if I, if I take advantage of this next opportunity that 2025 will be, you know, when I, when I really kind of, um, kind of get seen and kind of get, you know, acknowledged for these years that I've been putting in for sure. Yeah, I'm excited for you, man, especially after talking. I mean, I wish you the best of success in whatever you do do, uh, whether it be, you know, Mexico or Europe or America. Yeah. I, I really do wish you success in, in whatever you decide or wherever you end up. Absolutely. I appreciate I think that. no matter what, you'll be you'll be happy, it seems like, as long as you're getting paid and took care of and as well as you yeah. got a professional experience, I think you'll, yeah. be, you'll be good. But, yeah, man, you seem like you have the – a really good head on your shoulders very humble individual so I, i'm not too concerned it. about you as a, as a player or person yeah <laughs> i appreciate it man yes sir that's about gonna wrap it up i think that's all the questions i got for you dude we've been on here for almost an hour exactly um yes, sir. oscar i appreciate you coming on guys this is oscar scott he's a professional linebacker um, expect him to be somewhere next year not sure where right now but he definitely will end up and uh I mean, once you get somewhere, dude, come back on. Let's talk about it. Yeah, have some experiences. Absolutely. Come back on. I've got a pretty good stream of followers. It's not nothing huge and major, but I mean, it, it's building it. Good. It's a building process. Getting yep. there. Yep. 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 And this is this is what I enjoy, honestly, dude. Is this this collaboration and getting to know you guys as athletes? Everybody has a different story. Everybody has a unique story, and right. uh, it, it really makes who you are as a player what you've dealt with and what you've done. So it's yes, awesome sir. that I appreciate you taking the time to come on, dude, and, and good luck in your future. Absolutely, brother. I appreciate it. I'll be tuned in to what you're doing too. Yes, sir. Thank I'm you. Catching, hey, I'm, catching you... I'm catching up on episodes right now. So <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, it's been a growing pain. When I started this thing, it was all audio. Uh, now it's turned into a live stream with guests and all kinds of stuff. So it's definitely it, every episode is a building experience and learning experience. Everything's been a go as you as you can and kind of just wiggle your way around until you, you you're successful in what you're doing. So I appreciate yes, you, dude. And like I said, anytime you're you're wanting to come on or you have anything you want to present or you want me to put out, just let me know. I'll put it Absolutely. out. Absolutely, brother. I appreciate it.
Yes, sir. Before you hop off, sh- shout out your socials. This is an audio podcast, too. Okay. So people will listen at home. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, on Instagram, uh, my handle is Oscar Scott underscore 51. Um, on Twitter, or I guess it's X now. Um, my, Confusing. I, yeah. <laughs> Twitter slash X. Uh, my handle is Oscar Scott underscore 84. So um, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah. I'll follow me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. I will put all your stuff in the notes as well. So it's easily clickable. It'll just be a link. So no worries. But I always tell people with the audio, definitely do that. You'll find that some of the people here that listen, uh, they, they will support you uh, yes, full-heartedly. So uh, I look forward to you, you and your success in the future, man. And thank you again for coming on today. Absolutely, brother. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. And we will see you again, Oscar. Stay in yes, touch. Sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. For sure. Have a good one.